Chapter 6, The Chosen With everything set for tonight, Bradford was back at his place, ruffling through his closet as his heart raced. He was usually calm, sometimes goofy, a little too brass, and more often than not too flirtatious but never frantic. Yet, tonight he felt very different. The quick dissolution of his marriage to Carmen and her big revelation of love for another had taken a heavy toll on him. On the outside, he tried to appear okay and in control, but his bruised ego and self-worth had taken a big hit, and the remainder of his self-confidence was at stake. As far as he was concerned, tonight was his last chance at redemption, and with the governor's race just around the corner, there was no time to waste. But it was more than that. His dreams of finally coming home to a loving wife might be in sight. Now you know Bradford's true secret. All he'd ever wanted was a loving spouse and someone to share his life with, and when he didn't get that with Carmen, flirtation became a bad habit. He was desperate to get it right this time around. He took a deep breath and hastily scanned the room, looking for something to calm his nerves. He wasn't a big drinker, but given the current situation, he thought a little liquid courage wouldn't hurt. In fact, he believed it was the only thing that could do the trick. Without wasting another moment, he walked over to the open liquor cabinet and poured himself a glass of brandy. The first drink stopped his hands from trembling, but it did nothing for his racing heart, so he quickly poured himself another drink. Meanwhile, back over at the Forester, Sarah and Max were dreading the next phase of the plan. Bradford wanted to meet each woman in their rooms, but Sarah thought that was too risky. She feared someone might see him and leak the information to a tabloid. So, reopening the 13th floor seemed like the only feasible option left. However, it would be the first time Sarah stepped foot in the room since Peachy's death, and Max was worried. Honey, maybe Bradford and the ladies should just meet at our place. You don't have to reopen the room. Absolutely not, Bradford won't be getting his freak on in our place. Plus, that damn Tiffany might steal something. Ah, uh, come on Sarah, Bradford isn't as bad as you think. He wouldn't dare disrespect our place like that, but as for the women, you might be on to something. Don't worry, I'll be okay. It's time I faced the past anyway. After assuring Max she could handle returning to the room, they walked in. Sarah quickly walked over to the exact spot she'd found Peachy's body and stood. Tears welled up in her eyes. Max knew this was going to be tough, but Sarah was stubborn. He grabbed her hand and held it tight. To break the mood, he ran over to the strip pole and tried to recreate the night from a year ago. Sarah couldn't help but laugh. Silly, get down before you get caught. Just as the words rolled off Sarah's lips, Bradford walked in. What are you two up to? Nothing, we're just waiting for you of course. Are you ready to meet the ladies? Bro, I don't know why, but I'm nervous. Well, I never thought I would see the day our frisky mayor would be scared to meet a group of ladies. Pull yourself together. You're right, Sarah. I shouldn't be this nervous. Just give me a minute and another drink. I'll get it together, but who's coming first? Denise Thomas. Bradford took a deep breath and tried to muster up his confidence. Minutes later, Denise walked into the room. She looked like a fish out of water. The dress Sarah picked up for her was gorgeous, yet it didn't do anything to improve her awkward disposition, but Bradford was all smiles. He slowly walked over to introduce himself, but Denise cried. Oh my god, you're the mayor. What are you doing here? I'm your date. Are you surprised? 
Bradford took Denise's hand as Sarah and Max quietly left the room and headed to her office. Although they had finished their work for now, they knew they were in for a long night. An hour later, Bradford abruptly stuck his head into Sarah's office. What are you doing in here? Is the date over already? Yeah, Denise is nice, but she's not the woman for me. What happened? Man, talking with her was like pulling teeth. She just sat there, staring at me. I was running out of things to say. I did find out, she likes to volunteer at her church. Sarah couldn't control her giggles. I knew she was somebody's church auntie. Sarah, call the next girl. Uh, Bradford, stop calling them girls. These are grown-ass women. Since Denise threw a wet blanket on Bradford's mood, Sarah knew Tiffany would either give him a run for his money or cause him to call the whole thing off. As Tiffany walked in, she found Bradford sitting at a table with a fresh glass of brandy. When she noticed it was the mayor, she rubbed her hands together as if she just found her next meal ticket. Bradford wasn't impressed but motioned for her to sit. Well, look who we have here. You're the mayor. Yes, I'm sure you've heard about my divorce, but I don't want to remain single. So, I'm giving the dating scene a try. Trust me, I'm the right woman for you. I would look good on your arm, plus I'll do you right at night. Hold your horses, before we jump the broom, let's talk. Now Bradford knew how some of his jokes turned people off. Tiffany was just too forward, and the more they talked, the more Bradford lost interest. He looked down at his watch. It was 9.30. Tiffany, I hate to cut this short, but it's getting late, and I've got an early day tomorrow. It was nice meeting you, but I've got to go. I'll call you. However, Tiffany was determined not to let the mayor of Philadelphia slip through her fingers that easily. You're welcome to stay in my room. We can get the fun started tonight. Thanks for the offer, but that would be a bit inappropriate. We just met. Listen, Tiffany, I think you've got things wrong. I'm not looking for a one-night stand. Okay, handsome. Have it your way, but just let it be known. I'm waiting for your call. As she sashayed out of the room, Bradford dropped his head. He knew what Tiffany was all about from the moment she'd entered the room. There was no way in hell he could date her, let alone marry a woman like that. He walked back to Sarah's office. Hey, call the last woman. Hold on partner, not so fast. How did it go? Man, that girl is a gold digger. She would make my life miserable. Bradford, don't lose faith. Everything will be okay. He returned to his table with another glass of brandy. As the elevator doors opened, Amber stepped out. As she walked over, Bradford stood to his feet as she slowly stuck out her hand. Hello, I'm Amber Franklin, and you're the mayor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Bradford noticed Amber was surprised, but she kept her poise. In his head, he thought, now this is a lady. He quickly regrouped and said, Oh no, the pleasure is all mine's, please have a seat. I hope you don't mind me saying, but you're gorgeous. Thanks for the compliment and for sending me this dress. Sending you a dress? Yes. Didn't you send this dress? How did you know my size? Immediately, Bradford smiled. He'd realized the dresses were Sarah's handiwork. She was going the extra mile to help him. So, he quickly tried to clean up his surprised reaction. Oh yes. 
It almost slipped my mind, the dress. You're welcome. It looks beautiful on you. Amber knew it was her turn to pay Bradford a compliment. So with charm and grace, she purred. By the way, you clean up well too, but I have to admit, I wasn't expecting the mayor as my date tonight. Are you disappointed? Of course not, who would be disappointed sitting across from a handsome man? Let's get to know each other better. The potential for a new romance with Amber had Bradford smitten. But it goes without saying, the party was just getting started, and this was just the tip of the iceberg.